Welcome to Chronic Risk, the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association. Stay tuned for expert advice and analysis on issues pertaining to risk in the cannabis industry from NCRMA's members and certified service partners. Chronic Risk, secured by the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, starts now. Welcome to the NCRMA, National Cannabis Risk Management Association, Chronic Risk. We're honored today to have Dr. Brenda Wells as our guest. Dr. Wells, uh, who goes by many titles, is considered by many the most prominent academic expert on risk management and insurance in the country. And not only is she featured as a guest on NCRMA's Chronic Risk today, Dr. Wells, welcome. Thank you, Rocco. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm honored that you asked me to for this interview. Why don't you take a few minutes just to give us uh, and, and our listeners uh, a little concise breakdown of your background and really what, what brought you to this, this subject matter expertise of, of insurance and risk management? Well, um, I, it, it's kind of a funny story, I guess. Uh, I was sort of floundering in business school and didn't know what I wanted to do. And my uh, academic advisor said, here, you've got to pick two classes from this list of major related electives. And she said, take insurance and real estate. They're easy and everybody loves them. <laughs> and so uh-huh. I I literally took the introduction to risk management and insurance. I was a student at the University of Georgia, and it just clicked for me. Um, it, it it made so much sense that we could take a discipline and combine in within that discipline law, marketing, accounting, management information systems. Uh, everything that I had been training in, in in school, I said, I I can use it here. And uh, by the end of the semester, I had taken the GMAT and applied to the doctoral program at University of Georgia. I decided that teaching was really where my heart was, but I was not a fan of teaching public school. I wanted to teach college. So my my mentor said, all, all you have to do, quote, uh, all you have to do is get a PhD. And I, I thought that was really funny because I wasn't sure I was going to finish an undergraduate degree. But <laughs> yeah, no I, uh, I had a similar experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I got into it and um, it it just it 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 gelled for me. And so that was in 1987. So I have been studying risk management and insurance since then. It was March of 1987. So this is March of 2020. What is that, 33 years? And I've never regretted it. I've I've never said, hey, I should have done something else. It's just always been a very fascinating field for me. I uh, taught for 17 years at a school in Texas, and I have been at East Carolina University now for 11 years. I was hired to build their undergraduate risk management and insurance program, which I have done. And we're up, we've got about 100 students in the program. We are nationally ranked in business insurance, which is not bad for a program that's only, uh, the program is technically 10 years old this year. 
so um, that's kind of how I ended up here. And my, my interest in cannabis risk management sort of stemmed from a joke I made in class one day. Uh, I made this joke in class and the students kind of laughed and, and I said, wait a minute, I'm going to write about this. This is pretty important stuff. So I wrote that paper on uh, uh, cannabis and risk management and property and liability coverages. And it just snowballed from there. Um, I, I, I joke around. I, I've never had an original idea in my life except for that one. Uh, well, <laughs> you picked, you certainly picked the right time. Your timing was fortuitous, but you know, we, we, we stumble around uh, and, you know, one of our challenges, as you and I've talked about previously, is that, uh, you know, we're, we're promoting risk management to, to people who have come from non-traditional origins in a non-traditional marketplace. So, right. so one of the real struggles is just getting the concept of risk management on the radar screen and then convincing them that it's necessary to, to truly make them successful in business. And a lot of times they'll come back to me and ask, well, what is risk management? So, I mean, you being the profound academic source, how would you answer that question? Um, I answer it very simply as the process uh, or the act of anticipating losses and developing plans to survive those losses. We're, we're the loss people. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't deal in speculative risk. We deal in pure risk, which has two outcomes, either no change or a loss. And think about it. When you go home today, your house is either on fire or it's not. It's either been hit by a tornado or it hasn't. And we, we, we deal with what I call the really crappy days that everybody dreads. And that's kind of how I define risk management. So, so Brenda, what, uh, what drew you to the NCRMA? I became interested in NCRMA, quite frankly, when you reached out to me, Rocco, and told me that it existed. And I was very intrigued and very pleased to see that the industry was taking risk management seriously. Risk management is not always high on the list of business objectives. Everyone wants to have their marketing plan and get their CPA lined up and get their corporation formed. And most people don't want to buy insurance and they don't want to plan for the, those really bad, awful events that can happen. And so the awareness that NCRMA is bringing to the cannabis industry about risk management is absolutely critical for the future of the cannabis industry and its success. Yeah, very, very, very well put. I mean, you echo uh, our messaging very directly. You know, we're, we're as much about you know the true the true product of risk management is is one of prevention because I mean I I learned have learned uh, much about insurance in the last two years in this assignment than I ne I ever knew in my 30 plus year career of automotive automotive components manufacturing but one of one of the most valuable lessons i learned is insurance never makes you whole and uh, so so the real deliverable from the ncrma is is its disruptively innovative risk management platform which is designed to totally prevent this bad event but then of course insurance is a part of it because i mean frankly nothing's 100% 
So we have to have the insurance as a backup in the event that, you know, even the extreme prevention uh, that we, we may take aren't successful. Uh, but, you know, the particular challenge is in the area of uh, cannabis. And after our break, which we'll go to shortly, I'd like to expand with you a little bit about the non-traditional nature of cannabis, uh, where, where, you know, the suitors come from. And, and, you know, give us your thoughts on the best way to, you know, do the messaging and create the education to, to make sure that the true value of what the NCRMA is offering is understood. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with Dr. Brenda Wells to talk more about risk management in the cannabis industry. This is NCRMA's Chronic Risk. Chronic Risk will continue after we visit our certified advertisers. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say, Razzie Berry, we're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle, get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. You're listening to the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, NCRMA's Chronic Risk. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, we're back with Dr. Brenda Wells. Uh, she gave us a little scare today. She's always on the road. Always <laughs> tra- when she's not teaching, she's traveling. So certainly knows a little bit about risk management from a personal standpoint. Brenda, before we get into cannabis risk management and how it's non-traditional and how best to approach it, I mean, you graduated from the University of Georgia, and now you're an instructor at East Carolina. I have to ask you, are you a bulldog or a pirate? Well, I, I, I'm both, really. 
uh, my father will probably disown me if I don't claim to be a bulldog. <laughs> and uh, my students won't come to class if I'm not a pirate. <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of a piratey bulldog, I guess you would say. Yeah, I uh, guess but that, I, that's acceptable, right? You have to have allegiances. <laughs> uh, and, you know, things change in our lives. And, and there's nothing wrong with keeping our traditional allegiances while we expand into new ones. I, I totally agree. Uh, but I, I do bleed purple and gold, uh, East Carolina's colors. And it's been uh, the, the, the real peak of my career to get to go there and build that program. Um, that most, most academics don't get that privilege. So it's, it's been a blast, an absolute blast. Well, certainly uh, that has shown in the success you've had there, but uh, take a few minutes and consider in your mind, as I know you have, because of your affection for cannabis, the non-traditional nature of the cannabis business and the cannabis business owner, and what challenges that that raises from a risk management well, standpoint. Your biggest risk in my mind right now is the fact that the federal government will not get this clarified. Uh, can cannabis does not belong as a Schedule One substance. Uh, at a minimum, it needs to be rescheduled, uh, if not descheduled completely. And I just see that that is the big dark cloud hanging over this industry because nobody knows what to do. I, I mean, otherwise, if you just consider cannabis. It's like any other plant. It's like basil. It's like tomatoes. It's it's any other crop, corn, wheat. But you just have this pesky little Controlled Substances Act provision that doesn't apply to anything else uh, except, I believe, mushrooms. Yeah, well, you know, uh, and it, isn't it true that, I'm sorry to interrupt, but, you know, the whole thing came mm -hmm. from, uh, because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a student of... Uh, uh, the history of, of the U.S. presidency, and really the whole thing came from Nixon. And, mm -hmm. you know, Nixon was known for a lot of things, but people that know him well and have studied him, he should be known most for his paranoia. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, were, we were dealing with uh, reefer madness and flower power, and we were mm -hmm. at the height of the demonstrations uh, protesting the Vietnam War, and it was Nixon's belief that marijuana was fueling all of this behavior. And yeah. that's how it made the schedule. <clears throat> and I don't know if you're familiar with the Schaefer Commission, but Congress ordered Nixon to study cannabis and to determine if it should be decriminalized. And that report recommended, I believe it came out in 1972, uh, it recommended that cannabis be you know, taken off the controlled substances list and made a, a non-criminal substance. And, you know, if you really think about it, the Controlled Substances Act, it schedules, there are only, to my knowledge, there are only two things on there that grow in nature, and that's cannabis and peyote. Right. And so, quite a, you know. Quite a difference on the impact, though, for sure. Right, right. <laughs> and um, so, so Nixon just, you're right. He was paranoid and he didn't. And it was those damn hippies uh, and, and draft dodgers smoking pot. And, and, and that brings me to what our next biggest issue is, I think. And that is 
getting away from the stereotypical image of everybody in this industry being a pothead uh, who, who doesn't take anything seriously. I mean, it, you know, you, you have to educate these insurance and risk management people that you want to do business with. We've, we have to educate them that this is not your, this is not your father's or your grandfather's cannabis industry. This is a legitimate, uh, very well run industry that has a lot of growth potential. And, you know, it, it, it should be, I think it should be at this point in time embraced by the insurance companies. I understand why they're not doing it, but, you know, I'm the clients that I advise, I tell them, you know, you better get ready because somebody's going to cover these businesses and they're, they need insurance. They've got to have insurance. So either you do it or somebody else is going to do it. And that's, that's what's happening. But, you know, it's, it's this, this federal illegality is just the, like I said, that's the dark cloud hanging over everybody. Um, and, you know, the other problem that I see with the industry is in any, any, any new industry, you have certain players who come in because they go, hey, I can get rid that their heart isn't in it. And their mind isn't in it. It's just, hey, this is what everybody's doing now. I want to do it too. And those people are not taking the rules seriously. They're not practicing good risk management. And they're going to give the legitimate cannabis industry a bad name if we don't weed, <laughs> no pun intended, weed them out yeah. uh, and, and make sure that they're not damaging our reputation as an industry. Well, well you're validating. I mean, it's, it's music to my ears because you're validating uh, a couple of things that have grown very, very sincere to us. Uh, you speak of the, the people that are in on the money grab. I mean, one of, one of the clear directions that we got from our early membership involving insurance is that the only thing that they were more dissatisfied with than the, the uh, cost and the quality of the available insurance product was the, uh, the nature of the agents who were trying to sell it to them. Uh, mm -hmm. Because that passion wasn't there. And the NCRMA has created an appointed broker program uh, where we vet uh, these brokers to the criteria that our members have set for them. And the first thing, the first criteria that we vet for is passion. You know, passion mm -hmm. and what I'm going to call emotional investment, not just monetary investment, but emotional investment into the industry for the long term. The, the second thing that you talk about are, is, is what I consider, as chairman of the NCRMA, one of my personal challenges is that I think we have to distinctly separate the, uh, and categorize the risk that faces somebody in the cannabis business, because you have your internal risk, which mm -hmm. are the risks that you truly face as, as a business owner operator. But those risks are quickly overwhelmed by external risk. And, and we define external risk as those risks that are inflicted on people that are in cannabis simply because it's cannabis. Because okay. those, are, those are two distinctly different uh, solutions. Uh, one, of course, the external being much more difficult than the internal. So what's your advice from, from the expert? on just, you know, sort of a, a creed to follow as we navigate down that, that arduous path? Um, my, my advice to the cannabis industry is to do 
what's right and to play by the rules that they are, that have been established, even when no one is looking. Because if we cut corners, if we break our own rules, we're going to have that stigma following this industry around. We have enough problems as it is right now with people who have their own preconceived notions about what cannabis is and who works in it and who uses it. And, you know, if the industry, the players in the cannabis industry cut corners and break rules and endanger the public, uh, that's going to make everybody's job a lot harder going forward. I think about how much uh, our people, you know, the vaping thing, okay? The vaping thing, you know, everybody's lumping all vaping into one category. And, you know, we have to educate them again. These people that are getting sick from vaping are buying off-market contraband cartridges. Don't compare that to people who vape buying legitimate cartridges from reputable dealers. And I also think about our candy and our edibles. You know, it's going to take one foodborne illness to have the same hysteria about cannabis edibles. Yeah, we know. We, we know how vaping. we know how good we we are at this country of on hysteria, right? Mm-hmm. So We're good. You're right. <laughs> something we have to be very careful with. Uh, we'll be back shortly. This is Rocco Petrilli with NCRMA Chronic Risk. Chronic Risk will continue after we visit our certified advertisers. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
The Smart Pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, Smart Pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart Pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million Smart Pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. You're listening to the voice of the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, NCRMA's Chronic Risk, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Brenda Wells, Dr. Brenda Wells. Brenda, thank you again for agreeing to be part of the live demonstration of our risk management platform at NCRMA 2020. Uh, Your topic that you've chosen is being better than the best, excellence in cannabis risk management. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you plan to cover, uh, why people should attend, And then, uh, you know, I'd like to chime in a little bit about our mission to create best in class to solve uh, not only the risk management uh, issues, but also some of the insurance issues that exist in cannabis today. Sure. Happy to do that, Rocco. Um, I was trying to think of something for a keynote that was not technical um, that would kind of set the tone for operators and those who are interested in the cannabis business. And I got inspired for this when last year, some friends of mine in the insurance business got a tour for me of a cannabis processing facility. I did not get to see the grow operation, but I did get to see where they were packaging, where they were making candy and edibles. And what floored me, pleasantly so, was the fact that they were all playing by the rules, even though nobody was watching them. You know, they could have handed me some free products that I didn't ask for it, but they could have, knowing that I was going to write about it later. Um, they, they, they could have, they could have broken the law, and nobody would have known it except for me and them. And they played by all the rules in that state. And I said, wow, you know, this is what we need because in every industry, every industry, every occupation, you're going to have that top 10% that does everything they're supposed to do. And those are the ones we want to do business with. And we want to take the next 80% who are learning about risk management, educate them so that they can step up to the plate and do Uh, and perform as well as that top 10%. And then, quite frankly, we want to uh, discourage, again, weed out the the bottom 10% that, you know, are just in it to make a buck and they don't really care about the rules and they don't care about the impact that they're having on uh, their customers and the industry as a whole. Brenda, that that is why your message number one, why we sought you out, and number two, why our messages resonate so well together. Because, I mean, as you know, uh, 
we we made a decision in the interest of our members in December to create a mutually owned insurance company that mm -hmm. is actually owned by the members of the NCRMA. And, and the real purpose for that decision, as I've explained many times outwardly, because people came running to us almost immediately because we thought we had, they thought we had a solution. But we were quick to point out that, it, you know, it wasn't intended to be a culmination, but it was a commencement. And, and what it's really designed to do is to take the, the control and enforcement capabilities of a member-owned insurance group and combine that with the disruptively innovative and far-reaching risk management platform that the NCRMA has developed with its service partners to create a best-in-class. And then to use that best-in-class that you so quickly refer to, I mean, these people that do the right thing when nobody else is watching and use us to help them do that, 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 that we can go out and open up insurance capacity that's available only for us because we truly, and, and the experts have told us this, that this combination, assuming its success, will be the most powerful level of risk mitigation that's available in the cannabis business. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with what you're doing um, because I, first of all, I see, uh, I see, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but I see a lot of ignorance in the industry. People are trying to, to help with the risk management process, and they don't know what they're doing. Uh, I, I have a friend who's a hemp farmer, and she can't get anything done with her insurance agent. And I said, the reason you're not getting anything done is because you're dealing with somebody who doesn't know what you do. You know, if you run funeral homes, your insurance agent needs to understand that. If you if you run casinos, your insurance agent needs to understand that or, or broker. And, you know, we, I just think it's going to be amazing that you're going to be able to provide a coverage option to the good uh, members of the industry, the upstanding members of the industry. And uh, I, I just think it's it's an amazing thing that you're doing. I'm very impressed. I'm I'm proud to be affiliated with you now. Well, it's members like yourself, uh, Brenda, that uh, and and partners like yourself that are are a big part of what you describe as amazing. And we appreciate that. We appreciate your service. We appreciate your your uh, your appearance. And uh, we we ask that uh, you know let's uh, let's show up. Let's hear what Brenda and the other uh, twenty one presenters have to say, and let's learn something about or through this live demonstration of the NCRMA risk management platform. Thank you to to Dr. Brenda Wells. Uh, you can find Thanks. out more about the platform at www.ncrma.net. And for Rocco Petrilli. And we'll give Dr. Wells a chance to say goodbye. Well, Rocco, again, it's an honor to be uh, called upon by NCRMA to be a part of your first meeting and to do this interview with you. Um, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to hopefully make a very positive contribution to the cannabis risk management industry. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to a long and fruitful relationship ahead of us. 
Oh, rest assured, Dr. Wells, you already have. So it's it's uh, nothing but positive things going forward. For Rocco Petrilli, Chairman, NCRMA, thanks for joining us. This is Chronic Risk. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.